Marvin was the tallest boy of our age at school and wore, and more of a nasty than naughty type. From the moment I sat at the desk in front of him in, in mechanics, he had it in for me. Marvin looked like a hillbilly cow hand, more brute strength than brains. Initially, initially I rationalised that the constant clouts to my head from behind in mechanics oh. were just horseplay, even though they bloody hurt. But I became more worried when he hit me harder each time when we crossed paths in the corridor. He would slam me into lockers for fun. I confided in a classmate, Stewie Anderson, who offered the suggestion that I just should put up or shut up. As I'd never been able to keep my mouth closed, I had no option. I was shit scared because he was a savage sort of fella. But I'd recently discovered Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon and I devised a plan. As Marvin was too dense to knock down with my knuckles, I'd have to swing a foot toward his head and hope like hell that I connected. Oh, wow. I took to wearing steel-capped black uh, council worker boots to school instead of the oh, barter scouts. You could have killed the kid. Sindel Tech, a kid... He was, he was like 34, but in a 16-year-old's body. Yeah, he was a kid. A single tech. Well, he was smashing me in the back of the head. He, was, he threw a plumb bob at my skull. Yeah. I don't want to blame the victim here, but there is no doubt in my mind that you've done something to agitate or humiliate that man. No way, mate. I steer clear of those type of blokes. I think they were smoking dope, like, out the back, as we used to say. There was a front oval and a back oval, and out the back, I'm sure they were smoking, smoking dope. Like at school, and to me at that time, like you might as well have been a so like a, Marvin a prisoner. Marvin, what's his name? Not Marvin Gay. No, and I think in hindsight, he didn't go to your school. No, I think it, in hindsight, some of these kids were um, uh, residents at the Tally Ho Boys Home, so they were actually ah. c- coming to and from school from a you know non-parented uh, uh, a boys home envirom- environment. Anyway, yeah. they were so, they were, so that, kids who'd had a and probably had seen some terrible things before they were orphaned. Perhaps, of course, yeah. Anyway, mm. the point is, yes, I was a smart ass, and may still well be, but there was mm. blokes, I would swear, that my memory is correct. I'd almost implore someone that stood behind you at the football or sat behind you on a tram to punch you in the head just for the crimes you haven't yet been convicted of. No, it says, says you now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking just today so far. Sindel Tech... Sindel, Sindel Tech had and two. And that's what, and that's what um, Australian mateship is all about, to, to wish the worst on your friend, <laughs> to attest for your love for them. Yeah, of course. That's their way. Mm. Sindel Tech had two ovals, one known as Up the Back, where the wayfarers hung out, sneaking smokes, maybe dope, and maybe drinking a couple of cold cans of VB, UDL, whatever they could wrangle out of their parents or neighbours or a bottle shop's keeping. The other was the main oval where the sports fans played footy with their friends. One lunchtime, Marvin and his band of bad guys decided to make the move from their base up the back oval and cause some mayhem for their own amusement on the main oval. Like proper biker gang. Just let's ride into town and see what can happen. I remember it now. I can feel it. They were in a particularly menacing mood this afternoon. Basically, basically everybody playing football faced a flogging as eight or so of these mean mad bastards began bulldozing all of the boys in sight. At 16, none of us minded a fight, but these blokes were out of control. A few of them grabbed my mate Fonzie, uh, who, was, who was christened that way because of the leather jacket he turned up wearing as a new kid halfway through the previous year, held him by an arm and a leg each oh. and did the one, two, three, face first, chuck into the mud. Wow. Everyone else was frightened 
as we were being terrorised on our own turf without any forewarning. As I watched all this, my adrenal glands went into overdrive. It was time for me to take action. <laughs> Beckoning Marvin over, I heard myself say, come here and have a go, you great big galumph." <laughs> wow, them's fighting words, yeah, Matty. I know. Galumph. Right. Not surprisingly, he found my remarks amusing. <laughs> he, he, he attacked at once. Henchman, <laughs> his henchman hot on his heels. I oh, took yeah. my moment as I... Like a true galumph. <laughs> I took my moment as I'd imagined, aiming my right foot at his jaw. I missed by a mile, fell flat on my back, and wasn't even allowed time to be embarrassed before being beaten into oblivion. Luckily, I could taste my blood. Sorry, I could taste my blood going through the back of my nose, down the back of my throat. Luckily, he didn't ever bother with me at all after that. It was as if I'd never existed in his mind. He must have felt that he'd made his point and moved on. Oh, and also, you'd earned your stripes, that you'd stood up, and even though you copped a beating, you'd at least taken on your adversary. And that thing, uh, that I think thing, that's that thing because because all of his sidekicks got stuck into me as well. But um, uh, that thing where you got one hand over your face, sp- spreading mm. your fingers like the alien in the in the film on your face, mm. as, as wide across your facial features as you can with one hand, and then your other hand over your your your, your over the back of your head or your cods over your over your, yeah your franken beans, yeah. and then you're just riding the rib cage. And hoping that there's going to be no breakage at the end of it all, mm. waiting for some teacher to come running. Although maybe oh, the te- yeah. maybe the teachers let it continue. <laughs> Everybody that's ever copped a kicking knows exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes you go both head hands over the head and think, I, pref- I think they're going to try and stomp me, so I'm oh. just going to have to leave me ghoulies out for them to thrash. You know, I think we are weirder. <laughs> I think we are. I think we. There's something wrong with us because I reckon there's a lot of people that have never had any of these encounters, and you and I must have recalled about Arva doesn't eat so far, and we're we're still got a hundred pages of this book to go. Well, I think we've both said before, we, you know, we're very good at starting fights with our mouths, and that's why we're comedians and the job that we do. And couldn't finish any we could, with our fists. That's right. You, well, good at starting them with my mouth and excellent at finishing them rolled up in the fetal position, <laughs> screaming for mercy. Like a slater, like a little <laughs> yeah, slater rolled right. into a circle. Rolled into the tightest ball, you know, <laughs> trying to protect your underbelly and your brain. And you, I remember getting kicked in the ring right in the dot. Oh, that hurts. You get a boot right in the dot. Yeah, that is so painful. Oh. Man, because sometimes it, there's such force that it carries through to your pelvis. Oof. You don't want your your ring piece married with your pelvic bone, no. or married with somebody's boot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the final sub the final subtitle uh, within the chapter, which is the cheeky boy. He's gone on forever, hasn't it? Which is the courtroom, Lawrence. Riding home from my friend Fonzie's house around nine o'clock one summer night, I witnessed a fatal hit and run accident on the other oh. side of the road. I didn't realise how football had furthered my education until I was later called to the witness stand in a court of law. It was a terrible accident, and as the only bystander, I was determined not to be bamboozled by the opposition's, uh, the opposition lawyer's verbal dexterity. How far away were you when the incident occurred? The defence counsel demanded. Uh, approximately 40 metres, I answered. You've already testified as to your difficulty with mathematics at school. How can you be sure of the distances involved? The barrister demanded cockily, raising an eyebrow in my direction. Because that's how far I can kick a footy, I replied. 
I see, he said, visibly taken aback. No further questions, Your Honour. Wow. And was there a conviction in the case? Uh, I think, I don't want to talk about the details. I think he got off on a technicality. But they were dragging, they were dragging up Sindel Hill, uh, this guy's car and another car. It was the steepest hill that I've ever seen before or since. So it would be the worst place to have a drag take place, but that's what they were doing. Were they coming down it or going up? They it? were going up the hill. That's what I mean. It's sort of against logic, but you know they were obviously uh, under the weather in their in their various ways. But they hit this kid, and I heard it, and sort of oh. like over the shoulder saw it. Uh, I recognised his face as a local, but we weren't mates. And um, anyway, yeah, uh, I was riding down the hill like the wuss that I was on the footpath, and this kid rode past me almost within arm's reach up the hill on the road. And that's how he got collected. But my dad was working as a copper that night in the local area and he heard that there'd been a, a teenage fatality oh. and uh, obviously I expect got there, it was you. Well, worried about that fact and got yeah. there as quick as he could. Maybe yeah. it's a, a sign of the times, but I had seen, I saw two kids run over as a kid. Uh, there was a girl that used to go to our parish church um, who lived around the corner from us and I saw her run across the road and get clipped by a truck and thrown in the air and land on the pavement. And the other one I didn't see, but I saw the result of it. We lived on a busy road, Scoresby Road in Bayswater, and there was a kid got run over at the bottom of the hill. He didn't make it. And um, I remember one of our neighbours, Mr West, it was a really hot day and obviously the kid's on the way to the shop to get an ice cream or a drink and doesn't know the road very well. And uh, Mr West was out with a beach umbrella standing over him you know, um, shading him from the sun and there was an ambulance in the street and they were working on the kid for a while before they put him in the back of the ambulance and, you know, word filtered through that he didn't make it. The interesting thing about, you know, kids being run over is my brother was run over on that road as a four-year-old and uh, I remember the ambulance arriving but a, a tradie had picked my brother up, put him in the back of his station wagon on the uh, the seat, on the bent back bench seat and taken him to the hospital. And you just wouldn't do that now. If you saw someone run over, you wouldn't go, I'm going to take it into my own hands and get this kid to hospital as quickly as possible. You'd wait for the ambulance. But when the ambulance rolled up, a stranger had taken this injured, unconscious, bleeding child to hospital on his own. So my brother's unconscious on the back seat and I was put in the back of the ambulance with my mum and they ferried us to the hospital. Hang on, what, did you both get hit by the car? No, no, no. The ambulance was working as, you know, mum's distraught and the, her son has oh. gone. And so the ambulance then ferries me and right. mum to the hospital. Fair enough. What were his injuries? Well, he uh, suffered um, well, a, a, a bad injury to the front of his head uh, and ended up with, you know, a number of stitches in his forehead. Oh, is that what led to him barking for St Kilda? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he broke ranks and my dad and my eldest brother barracked for St oh. Kilda. He barracked for Richmond. Um, well, you know, back then the neurological tests weren't as comprehensive as they are today. So we never know, you know, whether the same Steve came back from the hospital. But uh, he's a very charismatic man. Um, and mum said that there was there was a change in the boy. Well, you'd hope so. A bit, bit more common sense knocked into him, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll do us, Lawrence Mooney, for today. I am having a ball, so uh, please join us 
on the next episode and tell your friends. Bring some friends along. Thanks for joining us. Okay, if you haven't given us a rate and review, now's the time. We're counting on you.